joined in the studio by our good friend Phil Hoffman, Managing Director of Phil Hoffman Travel, and we're joined by a special guest, Rod Harricks, Chief Executive of South Australian Tourism Commission. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Afternoon, Jane. It's uh, great to be here. And Rodney, thank you for coming and uh, have the CEO of South Australian Tourism Commission here with us. It's fantastic. I've worked on him months to try and get him into the into the uh, studio, so we've got well, him. we and appreciate so, you yeah. being here. Thank and, you. Uh, he's probably had probably the busiest 18 months keeping South Australia open for people to be able to travel through all the regions. And so, Rodney, mm. you know, it's been a great job. And uh, tell us all what's... They must be all laughing and ha- happy to see your face when you come into the regions at the moment with the way it's all happening. Look, regional travel has been phenomenal, Phil. Like, I mean, it's it's been quite remarkable. And I really do want to say a very sincere thank you uh, to South Australians. The level of, of travel and expenditure in our regions by South Australians has been quite remarkable. Uh, we see it through the volume of traffic we get to SouthAustralia.com. Um, and, and since the announcements about the state borders opening, we saw traffic from Victoria and New South Wales to our website go up 33% in one day from those two uh, states. Like, I mean, so there is a level of anticipation. So so you're getting very excited about November the 23rd, like all of us, that we're going to open up the borders and Victorians and, and uh, New South Wales people will be able to travel and will be able to travel to, to those states as well. So that gives us then six states that uh, people can travel to out of South Australia, mm. but also into South Australia. So, and that's, uh, see, the South, uh, New South Wales and the Victoria you know, numbers make up virtually half of the population of Australia, really, don't they? And numbers to you guys to, to really sort of booster what we want here in regional tourism. Pre-COVID, Phil, New South Wales and Victoria contributed nearly 70% of all of the visitor expenditure from interstate travel. So those markets are just incredibly uh, important to us. And, and you know, if you think of regions like the Limestone Coast, their geographic connection with, with Victoria is absolutely crucial. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's such a credit to the Tourism Commission. Your advertisements over the last 18 months have been nothing but spectacular. And I've got five messages on my phone already from people that are going to jump in the car and do a road trip from Melbourne to South Australia and they've said where should we stop off? We've seen this incredible sinkhole type looking thing on Instagram and it's amazing. Where is it? And of course we're talking about the beautiful is it is it a sinkhole near near Mount Gambier? It's the Blue Lake, right in the centre of of, of uh, Mount Gambier. It's quite remarkable, and, and you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, we have got some amazing self drive holidays. Mm. If you get onto SouthAustralia.com, you can actually go on there and plan and think about what you want to do. You know, you can talk to your travel agent. I think this is the really important thing. Like, I mean, you know, w- we saw it earlier this year, Jade. Like, I mean, in May this year, South Australia's visitor economy expenditure reached 111% compared to May in 2019 pre-COVID. And so what that told us is with domestic borders open earlier this year, there's an appetite there for travel and and people have been, you know, they've been at home. They want to spend time with family and friends. They want to get out and Mm. and self-drive. You're right. They want to get in and take the family and have time together where they can actually celebrate and enjoy and experience new things. Well, you might need to send me an itinerary because I literally have to send about five different road trips (laughs) 
<laughs> Jade, well, where should we go? Like, Kunawara, red wine. Have to do it. Roddy, tell, tell us about the limestone promotion at SA Tourism because you're helping us at the moment and we're getting good inquiries on that because of the help you're doing with the voucher system. So we found that vouchers have worked incredibly well and so, um, you know, with with Victoria being closed out and with the, the, the shutdown that happened in Mount Gambia, the government announced um, a $100 off um, and that's that's available right through until the end of January. Um, so if you're planning a holiday, talk to Phil Hoffman Travel um, and, um, you know, and again, you can go on to southaustralia.com. There's a whole range of options on there, um, you know, so you can look and plan what you want to do there and you'll get 100 bucks off uh, your holiday. Like, I mean, it's a great option. So, Jade, if they come in, they spend $300, mm-hmm. we give them 100 back through the system, so they only spend $200. Brilliant. So if they spend 600 you know, they're getting helped all the time. And so. And how can that be used? Well, they just come into a, to our agency or our, a number of agencies mm-hmm. and we can book a, a holiday down to the Limestone Coast on the different products that we've got. We're advertising so at the moment. Accommodation, Accommodation, yeah, experiences everything. and that. And they get the $100 voucher. If they spend over well, up to, uh, over $300, they get the $100 back. So it really only costs them $200. So it's a great system. There and are two it, operators involved and you yeah. go on to southaustralia.com, they give you a bit of a taste yep. and then you great. can talk to the, either of the travel agents and, and, as Phil said, spend over $100 through till the end of January and again we've just seen the benefit of these vouchers it's just it's an immediate scene. well I, I have seen it Rodney because I've seen it with my staff going to hotels in the city yep. they've, all these uh, special hotel prices and they've gone in and said we're going to stay on the weekend and mm-hmm. you know they've gone to EOFs and they've gone to the Oval Hotel and all the other places now but Rodney that's the other thing I wanted to ask you the number of hotels in South Australia that have been built over this 18 months period and have opened yeah. and they're doing well we've had over a thousand new rooms added in the last 18 months it's Phenomenal. It's incredible. You know, last week the Sofitel opened here in Adelaide. It is 30 years since we've had a big international brand like Sofitel right here in Adelaide. Mm. And, and already they're saying to me, like, I mean, they're getting inquiries from interstate. This is really crucial because what it does is it tells a story about our city yeah. uh, and what we can do. And look, there's no doubt about it. With state borders closed, the city's been feeling yeah. the pain yeah. the most. Of yeah. course. And again, South Australians have absolutely come out in droves. Over 100,000 vouchers have been issued for accommodation in the last 12 months. And I think the other big warning, Jade, to our listeners is don't just think you're going to get into a place if you start travelling. You know, you've told us all the the last uh, 12 months about booking ahead because a lot of people think, oh, well, I'll just pull in here and I'll be able to get accommodation. you can't. I try to book something in January uh, and I can't. Everything. So uh, the demand is there Mm. and will be in the next three or four months will be huge because people are going to be able to get out and feel free to get out. Mm. And as I say, we'll have the interstaters coming as well, travelling, and reunions and connections. And, and well, that's our what messaging really has been, we're safe mm. and people feel safe. And I think that's a really important message moving forward. Yeah. And you know, and people coming in from Victoria and New South Wales, they, you know, they've had a tumultuous year and to be able to come here and we've got so much land and space and freedom mm. that it's really attractive for people to come here. You've recently been to the Limestone Coast. What what do you love about the area and where did you go? Look, what I love about it is you can have wine, you can have beaches or you can have this beautiful area around with the sinkholes. I mean, it, there's a really good cross-section down there and, yeah. and there's a great food story as well. Like, I mean, 
question. Uh, look, I think there's a lot to offer. And the thing is that South Australians actually feel it's a bit further than it is. Mm. You know, it's a four and a half hour drive. It's an easy drive. And, and so again, I think to Phil's point, Jade, I would say to South Australians, please don't be disappointed. Get in and book a holiday now. And it's really crucial. Uh, if you're thinking about getting away in the summer, you need to book now. We don't want people to be disappointed. And there's loads to do. Get on to SouthAustralia.com. It'll give you a whole, whether it's a family, whether you're a couple, yeah. plenty to do. The wine regions down there have been investing. There's sort of upgrades happening to sort of cellar doors. There's a heap on. And, and again, the other message I just want to reiterate that um, that Phil said, look, I was up in the Clare Valley the other week and what, what they're seeing is South Australians are just turning up for lunch and there'll be 10 of them yes. uh, without a booking. So it's really, really important, even if it's for lunch, mm. make a booking because you, you want to have the right experience. So I'd really encourage pre-book before you get out and about. Rodney, I went on the GAN on the first trip with the GAN to the Clare Valley. Amazing. It was amazing. The whole experience of not only on the GAN and their experience of the food and the service and everything else, which yeah, everyone's been raving about the last couple of years, how good it is, but uh, to go to Clare Valley and then we had uh, wine tasting uh, at uh, Pike's mm. and then we went to Leary and Walker for lunch and all the all the places were packed out yeah. because of visitors, yeah. but it was so beautiful. And I came home, you feel, you know, you talk about other countries, but you go, it's in our backyard. It's so and, close. And it was yeah. so good, and they've extended that now. They did, I think, eight finished up. They were only going to do one part departure. They've done, I think, six or seven. But it's everyone's a day coming trip, back. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a day yeah, trip. Easy. But it was such a great day and trip. They've sold out, Phil. They've sold out. And, and I know, because we, we kept wanting to book more. They go, no, no. And they tell me they've got some surprises, but you probably know, but I don't, but I'm waiting. Um, anxiously because South Australians are looking for that sort of little trip they can do uh, and these are one of them and uh, it was fa it was fabulous but how much the Victorian New South Wales influences our our total volume of uh, tourism Jade is that uh, the the um, GAN at some times oh sorry the Indian Pacific and the GAN at certain times couldn't go because we didn't have more numbers coming from Victoria we didn't have the Victorian numbers at all well that's right that's and we creative. needed those numbers because I kept saying why are we not running you know the train this week or something. They mm. said, well, we haven't got the numbers. We can't just get them from South Australia. We can get them when we add the Victorians and the New South Wales people to it. Mm. So it affected us all in, in terms of what we had availability. But I've got to say, uh, Rodney, when um, we we had nothing to sell for a couple of months uh, over the start of the of the pandemic, and then all of a sudden South Australian said South Australian tourism said, well, let's get involved selling South Australia, mm. and the expression on my my staff's faces when they could suddenly sell a product, but it was learning again about their own backyard, but the clients coming in and supporting us as well, it was fantastic, and yeah. so a big thank you for helping us over that. What well, has been a difficult you know eighteen months because we had nothing else to on the shelf to sell, and it's it been, is nice. Been, to see you people are again, yeah, Phil. people are discovering the backyard. So, uh, and we're very proud. I think we've been very proud to show off our state, and and people have gone on adventures and are very happy to share. Oh, I've discovered this walk, or I've dis discovered this national park. And you know, we're talking about the limestone coast. And what I love about a lot of the wineries there, they used to be just cellar doors, whereas now it can be a real family experience, and you can have lunch. The kids can run around in the vineyards, kick the footy or the soccer ball, while mum and dad can chill out and relax. So. It is, they're really fun family they have, they activities have. to do. 
Jade, there's been you, you are spot on. There's been significant investment, and it's it sort of flows off the back of what Phil was saying. Like, I mean, these operators have had the confidence based on the demand, mm. and they've been investing in the experience, and and that has been about how do we accommodate this? Yeah. You know, if there's a positive out of COVID, and I, I always try to look for a positive, that is that Australians and South Australians have discovered parts of our country that they've never never experienced before, and the positive about that is that they become advocates. They're advocates to family and friends interstate and and again to phil's point look the moment the borders open i'm really optimistic about what this means i think 2022 is going to be a cracking year for domestic tourism because again as as we build confidence australians are going to be looking uh, for places to discover and south australia has got exactly what they want we're accessible we've got nature you know you can have these amazing experiences you can be in in the lane for lunch you know it's 25 minutes from the center absolutely of town. Another one I'm going to say, Rodney, uh, months ago you, you went to the opening of the Sequoia Lodge in the Adelaide Hills, you know, overlooking Piccadilly yeah, Valley. something special. So I booked two nights there, and I've got to tell you, it's for, for six, seven star. Is uh, it really? It is. And to, but the, well, the people, the staff, the views, uh, and just the way they've set it up over, overlooking Piccadilly Valley, and we had two days there, and you felt, felt like you'd been away for 14. You felt so relaxed. We went and had a spa, and we went in the hot pool. But the overlooking the Piccadilly Valley, both morning, noon and night, was just unbelievable. And then you got Mount Lofty House, where we had a degustation mill as well. That whole project up there is just absolutely fantastic. Full credit to them. And you mentioned that. And, and then I went to the Brossa, Kingsford and the Brossa. Again, another outstanding uh, accommodation place and, and places where you could have weddings and mm. celebrations and that and it's in our backyard. Yeah. You know uh, the Barossa is, is less than an hour away now with the new freeway. Yep. McLaren Vale is 20-25 minutes with just so many choices and then you've got Adelaide Hills and the Coonawarra. But uh, Rodney, full credit to what uh, SA Tourism is doing is waving the the, uh, the mm. um, flag out there. What we now want is the international uh, uh, visitors coming back next year, so we've got to open those borders, Jade. Well, Ronnie, I want to ask you, because, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that are somewhat nervous about the borders opening. I'd love you to just tell us, how important is tourism in South Australia when we're talking dollars and the flow-on effect to all other industries? So, to give you an idea, there are th that pre-COVID, there were 38,000 people directly employed in tourism in South Australia, a and lot. that's right across this state. And the important thing with tourism, it's not just those tourists tourism businesses mm. it flows right through your friends coming through from melbourne they buy gas at the petrol station they have breakfast at a cafe mm. you know they'll go to a cellar door they spend money on accommodation it, it flows right through the right through the economy and what's been interesting with COVID is local government has really said look you know we recognize now the role of tourism in in regional economies we know what tourism means to our city to phil's point like i mean foreign students international visitors are crucial for the city Look, it, it runs deep and wide. And, and when you have foreign students in the city, they bring an atmosphere to the city. You know, they're part of the, the you know, the yeah. livability yeah. of the city. And then you've got corporate travellers coming from interstate. This is where, as, as a 
as a country and as a world, we're very mobile and, and it's about getting back to that. What we're seeing is with highly vaccinated populations, these communities are living with this. You yeah. know, we look at New South Wales and they're managing this and living with this. And I think that's the confidence for us as consumers to look and go, we can see how they're living with it. And so we've got to live with this and we will live with this. Um, and so it's about getting vaccinated and that's really important. Yeah, and we're going to go into virtually tw November 23 with, a, with an 80% vaccination rate and then in the next four weeks we'll get to the 90 mm. uh, when we open international borders without any quarantine so so there's a lot of confidence going forward and we're certainly going forward in a much better position than what New South Wales and New S and Victoria had but they've done it well and uh, and they're really booming and they're, you know getting international flights back international students that's what we've got to work for Rodney I just want to say thank you for coming in I know you're a busy man so uh, free you up let you go but thank you and thank you for what you've done with SA Tourism because it's it's, uh, as I said, it's a big factor in making our economy go. So thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you, and it. thank you to your listeners for yep. supporting businesses right across the state. SouthAustralia.com is a great place to plan a holiday. Rod Harricks there, Chief Executive Officer of the South Australian Tourism Commission. We'll be back after the break. If you've got any travel questions, 8223 Phil Hoffman is here to answer all your questions. Phil Hoffman Travel introduces super yacht cruising with Emerald Cruises. With a maximum of 100 guests, these super yachts allow you unique access to explore fascinating ports and villages that only small yachts can reach. Uncover the best of the Mediterranean with this amazing new experience in 2022 or 2023. Early bird fares start from $4,839 per person twin share. Book today and save 10%. Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian and here for you. Visit pht.com.au. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Jade Robran. It is 10 minutes to 2 o'clock on this Tuesday afternoon. Phil, let's get into it. We've got a couple of messages. My son had more than 300,000 points deleted from his Qantas Frequent Flyer account last month because of inactivity during the pandemic. What does he need to do to get the points back? That's oh, from go, Tony. Yeah, go back on the system because mm -hmm. uh, they'll, they won't do that. They won't take them off and uh, it, with no inactivity, that's not, that's not correct. So he's been given the wrong information. So go through onto the Qantas Frequent Flyer number line and they should be able to res resolve that for him. Brilliant. And Joni, Father Joan from North Adelaide joins us. Hello. Oh, hello, Jade, and hello, Phil. I, I've been wanting to ring for months. <laughs> I think, Phil, you're totally inspirational. I, you know, you've been through hard times, as we all have, but uh, and you've had to make changes. You have never grown. Every situation, you have looked for the light and the darkness. In, in my tradition, we, we say we look for the light and the darkness until the new day dawns. You have been totally inspirational, and I just want to thank you for the bottom of my heart. You'd make a great preacher. <laughs> Thanks, but, well thank you so much for being so positive, for doing so much for so many people, and just your attitude has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. No. Well, you know, we've got to remain positive, and, uh, and we're in a, such a – I mean, it is a great industry, yeah. um, Jade, and I've been in it for, you know, nearly 50 years and, uh, and probably had some of the best times in those 50 years of the industry, seeing it grow and, and develop and whatever. But it's, you know, it's, it's really the, the people you travel with, the people you've helped travel, mm. 
and see the enjoyment that they've got out of it. And sometimes you'll see a, a 60-year-old come in for the very first time and are as nervous as hell about making the arrangements and then you see the excitement and they're in so much fa- uh, fast and coming, I want to book the next one, I want to book the next <laughs> one, you know, and just seeing them on trips. And, and a couple of times, you know, when I had time off, I, I, I looked at photographs of groups that we've taken away and the people I've had and the friendships I've made. So I've been a very lucky person. And, yeah, we've gone through some tough times, but we're coming out of it. Uh, you, you know, are, and, and you've and done we're confident about the, well. the future and uh, and look there's the balance between the health and and the e- mm. economy but we're, we're getting there and as I said I'm really looking forward to November the 23rd when the borders open Amen. And, and then you know internationally now you can fly out of Adelaide as well but what we want now is the government to uh, get away from the quarantine period so that if people are double Which vaccinated is at 90%. it's 90 percent a double so vaccinated we should get that we should get that by Christmas. before Christmas and that's the that's why we really need all our listeners to make sure that anyone who's not mm. vaccinated gets vaccinated so we get that 90% and we've certainly seen leadership from the New South Wales government and I take my hat off to Gladys before she she left was because she, she was, was instrumental she in was instrumental sure. she showed the leadership that we needed to uh, get the country going again I'd I, there is ever, there's a lot of people that want to travel and, you know, COVID hasn't just hit South Australia or Australia. It's hit the it's, world. It's the world, yeah. And I think once we all do open up, the world will start travelling again. I don't think there's a fear there anymore no. once those, you know, vaccination rates do hit the Jade, know, every, every person that who's a traveller that I've run into just uh, always says to me, when can we travel again, Phil? You know, when we'll be able to cruise again? When we'll be able to do this again, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Well, and let's w- answer some of those questions. I mean, where do people want to be going? Where, well, what's at the, the most moment, interest? at the moment, right at the moment, a lot of people are going back to England for Christmas because they want to reconnect with their family. They want to reconnect with their their sons and daughters and in, in some cases, new grandsons and new granddaughters. Oh, so so that's been the biggest demand straight away. We've seen the same in America, but uh, and then afterwards, people are starting to plan now for Europe for next year, mm-hmm. uh, and they need to because Jay, what we've got to remember is that the rest of the world has been travelling during 2021, <laughs> and and so for almost six months, yeah, now. and so they're booking 22. So what we've seen in the last four weeks since the announcement of you know opening up borders and travelling and international travel, um, we're seeing that people are now more are moving to 2022 than originally. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was oh well, we'll wait and see. Now we're saying 60-65% of the inquiries are now for 2022 and 35% for 23. Now, I reckon it will swing even further up to about 80-20 uh, in the next couple of weeks once we reach that 80 and going ahead towards 90% uh, quarantine because people have had enough. They want to travel. Let's go to Stephen from Unley. Hello. Welcome to the program. Oh, g'day. How are you going? Hi, Stephen. Um, firstly, I want to say to you, Phil, I've got to echo what that previous caller said. You've always been very positive, and I think that is fantastic in uh, in a negative world that we have. So, <laughs> well done on that. Thanks, Stephen. And the other question is, I'm thinking of travelling to USA next June. Yes, is that looking pretty safe? Oh, I, absolutely, I absolutely. You could go. You can go. You know, virtually uh, from you know December onwards to uh, Los Angeles, New York. Uh, Stephen, uh, the only other thing I would suggest, if you, you're talking, say next year, is just do a booster before you go. Uh, and yeah. and again, and look, and again, all the protocols will be out there that we're doing in South Australia. Yeah, you know, wearing a mask, social distancing, and things like that. But everything's open in the states. Uh, you know, I talk to my colleagues over there, and my my 
agents over there, travel agent colleagues, are telling me that they are now selling at pre-COVID levels in America at the moment for next year already. Isn't that great? It's, it's huge. And they're just confident about it. And, you know, and we're seeing it now. And we're, what we're, uh, Stephen, struggling with is getting people on certain cruise ships for 2022 because they've been nearly sold out. And uh, so, you know, and I've been saying on air and people probably think I've been trying to be the salesperson, but I haven't. I've been saying, you know, you remember the rest of the world is traveling and selling uh, and people are selling into those products now. We need to move. And certainly, Stephen, if you're thinking of uh, Los Angeles, New York, you need to start thinking now and coming and seeing us. So have you booked, Stephen? Not yet. Yeah, I want to ask you on this because I yep, find okay. this quite interesting. I was reading Traveller magazine online and they dropped an article just in the last few days and they said now is the time oh. to book an overseas trip because uh, savings are, are quite reasonable at the moment. There's some phenomenal deals because you've got so many people coming into Australia but not that many going out. So take advantage of that. Certainly at the moment, yeah. But I, I think, you know, the fares will return to what we had before. And when pre, pre-COVID, if I say what we were selling fares to states in US, USA and uh, to the UK and Europe. They were pretty good, They were pretty they? good. They were the best I've ever seen in my, you know, 50 years in the industry. What I mean, were they? We were, were they well, look, you, ta- you, you, take okay. a, you take a Qatar fare. We were selling a Qatar uh, business class fare to London and back for 5-1. Now, normally that would be seven and a half, eight thousand dollars $8,000. So wow. we were selling at 5100 and the states, you know, under $1,800 in some cases. So, so you know, I think the fares will return. It's going to take a, a, a lot longer for us to get back to pre-COVID levels. Mm. We're saying it will be 2024, but I think there's some, there will be some exciting stuff coming out for everybody to travel. We're certainly seeing it now with you know offers to Singapore and et cetera. Fiji is, is on the mar- March for December 1, but unfortunately we, we can't haven't got it out of Adelaide Direct, which we had pre-COVID, but that was the 737 yeah. Max. So again, you've got to go out of, uh, out of Sydney. But look, uh, there's going to be so many opportunities and it's all got to open up for us. Do you think because travel has been taken away from from us, there's yeah. a lot of people that are going to go. Whoa, hang on, I don't want to miss these another two years uh, of my life. Jade, I need absolutely. To get out. Can I tell you that four billion Qantas frequent flyer points were taken up in the first four weeks once they opened? And said November one, they're going to people are going to be travelling. Four billion. I thought it must be a misprint. And I thought no, it must be four million. <laughs> they said no, four billion. So people are on the march, and uh, I, I think you'll see enormous numbers for next year because we are travellers and we're adventurous travellers. And I've always said that to about South Australians. There's something unique about South Australians because I used to go to conferences interstate and I'd talk about our Egypt tours and our going to, you know, Africa and places like that. And people said, how do you get people doing that? You know, I said, well, we just do it. We just sell Selling it. the dream. Yeah, we're selling the dream. And people, you know, want excitement. It's like going to Antarctica or going to South America and that. And so now it, it, the world is accessible. And as I said, if you're double vaccinated, you know, we're going to have to do tests, but, uh, you know, not to worry. I want to ask you before yep. we go about this flight to Antarctica for the day. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I'm just going to Antarctica uh, for the uh, day. I'll uh, be back. It's a one-day trip down on a 787 with Qantas out of Adelaide. I've done it twice, Jade, How and loved it. It's uh Well, it's, you're, in, you're actually flying 12 hours okay. all up. So it's the equivalent of going to Los Angeles out of out of Sydney. It's a 12-hour flight. So when you get back, you go, I just flew to Los Angeles, you know, sort of thing, you know. But, uh, no, you go down. Within about three hours, you start to 
see the ice flows, you know, from Antarctica and that, and then you fly over a lot of the bases and they talk to the bases and you've got the experts on board, the expedition uh, you know, lecturers talking about what happens down there when you're working down Antarctica, the, the ice flows and everything else. And the first time I was asked, Jade, I can remember saying, oh, this is be boring, you know, but I, I better do it because I've been invited to go with the company and, and et cetera. And so I went and I was like a kid in the toy shop the whole 12 hours of just thinking I've just flown over the Antarctica. So I've done it tw- uh, four times, twice by plane and mm. twice by, by ship. Now, you can't miss, you can't beat cruising, but it's much more expensive. But the do the day flight, out, mm. I think it's February the 5th next year, 2022 on the 787. And, uh, you know, you, you, you get a great feeling about how big that Antarctica is. But it's very close. Well, if you like the sound of that, head to Phil Hoffman Travel. All the friendly staff can help you. Thank you so much. Pleasure, Jade. Phil Hoffman Travel introduces Super Yacht Cruising with Emerald Cruises. With a maximum of 100 guests, these super yachts allow you unique access to explore fascinating ports and villages that only small yachts can reach. Uncover the best of the Mediterranean with this amazing new experience in 2022 or 2023. Early bird fares start from $4,839 per person, twin share. Book today and save 10%. Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian and here for you. Visit pht.com.au.